interviewing top sports personalities from around the nation in order to provide you next-level insight and analysis into your Cleveland Browns. Blue Wire Hustle proudly presents All Eyes on Cleveland. And now, here is your host, Brad Ward. Welcome to a brand new All Eyes on Cleveland. I am your host, Brad Ward. It is Friday night, uh, football weekend about to kick off here. Uh, Lots of uh, NFL madness to come your way. Uh, This is a Blue Wire podcast, um, and uh, it's All Eyes on Cleveland. And the Browns are headed to, is it Pay, Mikey, is it Paycor? Paycor Stadium. Uh, the They have a name down there in Cincinnati now for their uh, stadium. They got a sponsor, Paycor, I think is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, they're going to face the Bengals again in what is the... You know, the next biggest game of the Browns uh, season, which we've been playing this game uh, all year long, uh, where the uh, each week is literally the next biggest game of the season. And uh, this really is, though, because we have uh, Deshaun Watson back, uh, and uh, we will talk a little bit about Deshaun um, and his debut uh, against the Texans, but more so forward-looking to uh, what's going to happen this weekend against the Bengals down in Cincinnati. You know, I have been writing my ass off uh, this week and today, the past two days. I've uh, been a little under the weather, um, and I have a, uh, um, a back issue. A backiotomy is what I need. A uh, <laughs> I have a... Um, uh, what is it, Mikey? A herniated disc in my back. Uh, and so, uh, been in a lot of uh, pain, but uh, I am uh, okay. And then, you know, here this week, uh, tonight and last night, just writing my literal ass off for the OBR. because You know, it's monster game, and I, I wrote about Denzel Ward tonight. Uh, So look for that at the OBR uh, about him. You know, it's time for him to live up to his contract this weekend, I think. Uh, And I wrote about that. Um, We wrote about, uh, I updated my defensive coordinator list. So look for that at the OBR. I added some college candidates in there as well as uh, Jim Schwartz, which I think you will find interesting, who is the senior coordinator. coaching uh, defensive coach assistant for the titans uh over there and he is uh got his fingerprints all over what they're doing uh in tennessee defensively right now and uh it's it's nice and and it's a you know you look at what schwartz has done he's got incredible experience he won super bowl as the dc for the eagles a couple years ago and you know, he has modernized, you know, the it, he, his wide nine approach to um, creating pressure uh, and getting after the quarterback and, and also stopping the run along the way. 
by bringing, you know, additional personnel into the box because of what that wide nine creates as far as run lanes um, has worked over the years for him with the right personnel. And then, you know, the problem was always on the back end, though, that, uh, you know, they would get beat in the past game sometimes. And he has really um, modernized their approach on the back end. And, and uh, you know, I think that he is a legit candidate um, for the Browns' D.C. job. But, you know, that's for another day. Anyway, so I've been writing my ass off on that stuff. So look for that stuff as it comes out here tomorrow. I also wrote uh, a piece that's available now at the OBR called On Site uh, the rematch, which of course is in reference to Jamar Chase popping off the mouth when he was on the Pivot podcast last summer about uh, the Browns, and they're just crazy. They talk crazy, and it's on site when they see him, and all that fun stuff. The rivalry uh, that you know started uh, last year in Week Nine uh, when the Browns beat that ass, and then they came back this year and beat that ass in, in week eight on uh, Halloween and Monday Night Football. However, no chase, no ward. So you're missing your headliners there. And uh, you'll have that back this weekend. Uh, so the real the real rematch is this weekend. So um, now, different Bengals team, different Browns team in this one, right? Um, I don't know, like... The last time they played, I had a feeling about it. Um, I was just like, you know, they just match up well. There's no chase. Uh, and I felt really good about the Browns versus the Bengals. And I don't necessarily have the same feeling. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think they can win because I do think they can win. And I do think they have an opportunity here if they do win uh, to change their season completely because a win here this is the toughest game left on your schedule. And you're looking at maybe Tyler Huntley, uh, you know, if you face the Ravens the following week and the schedule gets lighter from there. So not out of it yet, uh, but you've got to see improved play from Deshaun Watson. Now you can still win this game with, you know, Watson not being all the way back. Um, and that's what I think you'll get from Stefanski here is not uber conservative approach but not an over-the-top approach either where they're going to be trying to sling the ball all over the yard you win this game by being balanced and taking your shots in the pass game uh very similar to the way you did with jacoby Brissett. like I, you should be handling watson right now the way that jacoby Brissett and baker mayfield were handled in this offense where you're trying to get him scheme open some easy throws and things like that. And if you get more from him at this point, then great. But if not, uh, you can't be putting him in position where, like, you know, take us home, Deshaun, right? Like, that'll come someday down the line. It's just we're not there yet, right? And I don't think that a week um, from after what we saw last week is enough time to do that. I think he'll be better. Um you know, I saw a lot of people breaking down his performance. And, you know, we talked about it on the OBR uh, post game. You know, he just looked 
rushed, hurried. He just, everything just looked too fast for him, right? Like, you know, the mechanics of him throwing the ball into the ground, to me, he's just going too fast. He's just rushing. He's hurrying. When you rush a throw, when you hurry a throw, you're going to spike it into the ground. When everything is rushed, it looks out of whack, right? And you hear guys talk about all the time, uh, rookies, second-year guys. Like, the game's got to slow down for you before you can really get a grasp on it. And what he's going through is basically that all over again. Like, right? Like, 700 days off, the game has to slow down for him again. And so I think that's what you're looking at with Deshaun. And if it does slow down for him, then you're going to get some really good stuff out of him at times. Uh, I don't think, you know, I don't think you're going to see Deshaun Watson peak Deshaun Watson, prime Deshaun Watson, or the the $230 million guaranteed version of Deshaun Watson until 2023 now can you get a good enough to sean watson to give you a nice little ride here at the end of the season certainly can so that's on the table um and i think that monitoring where he is evaluating where he is in this process of coming back and getting reacclimated to nfl game speed and whatnot is falls squarely on Stefanski like this is huge for him right like he has to call a game that puts him in a position to be successful but without letting him lose the game for you it's it's super he's in a tricky spot man like on the fly on the go he's gonna have to be like okay this is the Watson that we have now can I call this play? Should, can I trust this play, this read, this option? Is he going to put this ball where it's supposed to go? Is he going to be able to decipher where this goes here? Or should I call this play where he has a, a simpler read and, um, you know, he can hit the wide open receiver on an over route instead of, you know, uh, levels concepts or whatever right so he's going to have to decide this stuff on the fly on the go and that's difficult um, so Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt big part of this you've got to be able to run the ball against the Bengals and the Bengals are playing great football their defense is solid since their 0-2 start the Bengals offense has been fantastic they have an 83 point eight pff grade which is third in the nfl this is their offense right 91.0 passing grade first in the nfl 82 receiving grade third in the nfl 86.4 rushing grade 10th in the nfl and a point uh 105 epa per play which is second in the nfl uh the only team with passing and rushing grades over 85 since week two is the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow is playing fantastic football. You've got a whole nother element with Shamaje P. Ryan now, who is bringing a different style 
of running and you know i heard somebody talking about this but they've kind of changed their run game right like less wide zone more gap scheme more double teams coming right at you with p ryan who is better and more effective as a runner that way than maybe Mixon is right who may be better suited to run the wide zone a little bit so they've kind of switched that up so you're talking about two different approaches two different teams jamar chase is back denzel ward is back now denzel guys has not been good this year let's be real like he got paid a hundred million dollars 71 point whatever guaranteed to be an elite cornerback in the nfl and it's for games like this gotta have them games premier wide receiver weapons across from you he has to show up huge on sunday he has to be a major part of shutting this team down miles garrett has had great success against the Bengals in the past but once again their offensive line is not the same offensive line in the way that they're playing that we saw in week eight on Halloween, Monday night football. Um, they are playing much, much better as an offensive line now than they were then. They've won four in a row. Their last loss was that game to the Browns. They're coming off a monster win against the Chiefs, a gutsy playoff type atmosphere win it's gonna be tough they are tired of hearing you you heard it in jamar chase's voice they are tired of hearing the brown stuff it bothers him he flat out said hell yeah it bothers me i haven't even beat him yet Like, Burrow, Chase, they haven't beat the Browns in their career yet. Like, this is bothersome to them. They want this off their back. And the Browns, who I've been talking about the same thing for a couple weeks now, are in desperation mode, which makes a dangerous football team if you can get them to play with desperation, which I think they did against Tampa Bay. I don't think they ever, like, they played hard. They played good enough on defense. There were more bright spots when I rewatched it defensively than I initially thought because it it feels like, right, the Texans game feels like four stupid, goofy-ass turnovers that just fell into your hands, right? And, like, wow, you know, great. That doesn't do anything for me as far as my thoughts on Joe Woods and it still doesn't like Joe Woods should be gone at the end of the year regardless but I'm just saying like for the defense it just felt like some goofy ass turnovers that fell in their hands because the Texans are dog shit and and that's kind of really what it was but there were other things from the interior defensive line um and some of your linebacker play that you can say, okay, cool, that was a little better. And um, I think that uh, you can grow, grow off of that and build off of that a little bit. Now, this is a whole other monster here, right? Like, this is, 
the thing about the Bengals is this, right? The thing about the Bengals is when you played them in week eight, Monday Night Football, the Browns cover to them to death, right? Like, we wrote about it. We talked about it. You, Burrow had more trouble, and they started off 0-2, 1-2, whatever they were early in the year because teams were presenting them with split safety coverages in the, on the field and taking away the go balls and all that stuff, right? Um, and making them have to work and scheme stuff open more. As he began to figure that stuff out and run some beaters and do what they had to do, you know, teams started to switch it up and he saw more single high safety stuff, which he picks apart. And the Browns naturally saw that this was happening and they covered to him to death. And the Bengals, you know, the probably the right adjustment there is to run the ball at that, right? Uh, for most teams. Like, the Browns can't stop the run. They haven't stopped the run all year. They're going to run cover two against us? Well, shit, we're going to run the ball up and down the field on them, right? And that's what uh, it feels like. And what the Bengals did that I don't expect them to do this week is they made themselves one-dimensional. And they did it, and they let the Browns cover to them, and they didn't punish them with the run, and they just threw the ball anyways. And they and the Browns, you know, got the interception the first drive, crazy stat, Joe Burrow has thrown an interception on the first drive, his first drive of the game three consecutive times against the Browns now. Crazy. Uh, A.J. Green gets the deflection uh, and intercepts him again as they're driving down the field. And for the third time in a row, first drive. Crazy. But, like, they did not make the Browns adjust or do anything different or or try to uh, make them come out of the cover to stuff, uh, you know. So the Browns took away the go balls and they took away the, the stuff that that Joey uh, Bird, Burrow does incredibly well and, and, and uh, with their defense on the back end and the Bengals never made them pay up front. They made themselves one-dimensional. Now, I cannot imagine that happening again in this game. I just can't imagine it happening. Like, they know that the Browns probably, I mean, they have to know. Everybody knows. The Browns can't stop the run. Or they haven't been able to stop the run. Or they, if you want to be really kind, they've been inconsistent at being able to stop the run. And that's being kind. So... In this one, I don't think you get that benefit. So I, I don't know if you'll get the same approach from the Browns, whatever it may be. For some reason, Joe Woods tends to coach a hell of a lot better against these divisional teams, um, which, you know, does make sense because you see him so often, but he just does a better job against them. He still doesn't 
isn't aggressive enough in my opinion or creative enough in my opinion but and for the record i don't think there's any way he can save his job in my opinion even if they win this game and the defense plays lights out again he has the damage is done the haze in the barn like the 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 outcomes that cost you what the season could have been are already done and finished and those outcomes are directly tied to his lack of ability to be prepared have his team prepared have his team able to communicate have them uh ready at times have them uh be aggressive enough at times tackle poorly play the run terribly you know like all the things that we've been saying about this defense right like and i've talked at length about you know assigning blame sure a lot of this falls at barry's feet too he miscalculated on the season right thought this was going to be a high scoring high flying afc it points are down teams are running the ball more defenses are better it backfired on him right we got a bunch of middling quarterbacks in the first few weeks of the year and they ran the ball all over the Browns. Like they didn't expect what happened. Like this defense was designed to slow down a team like the Bengals. And the Bengals, like last time, week eight, made themselves one dimensional and played right into the Browns' hands. I can't imagine that happening again, especially with P. Ryan running the ball the way that he is and adding a whole nother dimension to who they are. Now, the Bengals aren't going to scheme you to death. They're going to try to beat you with their Jimmys and Joes, right? Like, that's what they do. The people in Cincinnati think they're winning despite their coaching because of talent. I don't know how much of that's true, but surely some of it is because they are super talented. Joe Burrow's fantastic, and they just beat you that way. They beat you in one-on-ones. They beat you when they get you give you opportunities. The individual efforts are there and they are defeating the guy across from you and that will win you games. But Browns can throw a wrench in this. They have a history of giving these wide receivers fits. Adding MJ Emerson to Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom makes this secondary ideal to guard these three wide receivers. Newsom played better, much better. You get him, he's going to get your inside stuff. They're going to move Chase inside. He gets Newsom. If you move him outside, he should get Ward. You should have Emerson on Higgins, size on size. I feel like that's how it should go. That's how they should try to match it up. But I don't think Joe Woods will follow. He's not going to have Ward following Chase or anything like that. I think they'll say, this is it. Here's who we are. We believe that any one of our three guys, be it Emerson, Newsom, or Ward, can guard any three of your guys on any given down. They're going to lose some. But this matchup gives the Bengals problems and you can see why you can see why because of the corner play because of Miles Garrett 
right? There's just a lot there that the Bengals sometimes have in the past haven't had an answer for, and they haven't stressed the Browns' defense in ways that other teams have chosen to, like tried to exploit the Browns' run game. They just made themselves one-dimensional and tried to throw it on them and played right into their hands. Don't think you'll see that again. So, uh, some thoughts on this game. Wanted to get it out there. Haven't potted all week because of uh, been under the weather. I'm losing my voice right now. Throat dry. Uh, it's brutal, and uh, I feel rather miserable to be honest. But we're fighting through. It's a monster game. Get these thoughts out there. All eyes on Cleveland. We'll be back tomorrow night with the game day preview with Jake Burns crossover Blue Wire podcast. Make sure you subscribe uh, whatever podcast uh, outlet you're listening to. Um, and uh, go Browns, baby. Keep coming back. They got a shot at this. This is the one, right? Hardest game left on the schedule. Gotta have it. The matchup you want should be fun. Should be fun. For Mikey, behind the virtual glass, my name is Brad Ward. This has been an all-new edition of All Eyes on Cleveland, Bengals Week. We are out.